you know how we always like help each other in and out of our dresses when we have to go to the bathroom? Yes. Really missed you in our stall. Who did that <laughs> for you? How did you do it? You looked gorgeous. I got all tangled and. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god it's like exploding it's like <laughs> <laughs> fucking but fireworks over here just typing just telling everyone that we're recording the podcast now we are recording the podcast now so get your shit together everyone <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how was your day how was your manicure uh oh my god so i had to do this zoom for respect in the workplace oh yeah i love that mandatory before you start work yes guys perhaps at your own jobs you have some sort of yearly training sesh to sure. remind you not to sexually harass or be racist or shitty, abusive. In any way. In any way to the people around you, but especially at work. Uh, but it was like supposed to be a, an hour. When I tell you, we were close to two. We were at close to two hours. And I was like, really? how is this possible? Like, how can she just keep us hostage on this Zoom? Because also you can't get the little QR code that you need in order to get credit for attending. And if you don't get credit for attending, let me tell you something, they will track you down. And they'll make you, like, sit through it in person, even. Yeah, you don't want that. No, I don't want to give up, like, I'm just saying, I don't want, like, on Girls 5 Eva one day, somebody coming and being like, so your lunch hour today, you're going to have to do the mandatory training. Right, right. So I was on the Zoom, but like you have to, you can have your camera off. So I was like, I finished, I like started getting my nails done while I was still on the yeah. Zoom. But like, you have to participate also. Ugh. I gave some answers. Oh, good. That's good. I've had many of those over the years. One time, the first one that I ever had was a lady and man presenting it in person uh, like these two lawyers, and then someone told me that they heard a rumor that the man and the woman were having an affair. Come on! Which was a very well, hot... If, if that's not a George Clooney movie from, <laughs> from the mid-2000s, I don't know what is. Did I tell you I saw Andrew Shue eating dinner, and I was like, do I? <laughs> <laughs> Sir? I mean, talk about a throwback dream come true. Oh my God, I was so in love with him. I love I the, shoe, the shoe family. Well, the entire shoe family, for sure. Non-problematic but kings and queens. Truly. I think. But Andrew, like, we think, we think. Guys, if you know something that we don't, just just don't, you know, just give us a break. <laughs> just give us a fucking break. No, but, um, yeah, I loved her. I mean, Adventures in Babysitting is like my all-time fave, I would say. Yeah. One of my all-time fave movies from childhood. It's like Splash, Adventures in Babysitting, Can't Wait, Buy Me it Love. Adventures That's it. in Babysitting is Elizabeth Shue? Yeah. Lisa. Oh. 
You know that's what her that's what she prefers to be called is Lisa. Lisa? Oh my gosh, I did I not just, know that. And for some reason I thought trivia. it was Jennifer Grey. I'm absolutely, drunk. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Adventures no, in babysitting. I guarantee you the girl that in the movie that plays her friend yeah. was up against Jennifer Grey for every part. Okay. I, she, right. The girl who plays her like best friend that she has to go yes. rescue at the bus station, yes, which is course. why the cause is the right. whole adventure. Right. Um, she's a Jeff. She's definitely a Jennifer Gray of that era type. Type. I uh, adventures. Job. Ba- you know what I mean. I do know that. Oh, that quirky. I love Jennifer Gray, and she should do whatever she wants, but I was so sad because I loved her face. Like, I literally loved her face. You know what I mean? Like, I just, whatever. It's not important. It's important that she's happy, not that I'm happy. Um, but well, that's, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that carries over for a lot of different things. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. But I don't know why I thought she was in Adventures in Babysitting. I guess I never, I don't think I ever really saw that movie, believe it or not. Which Wait, is weird. I don't really? think I ever really saw Adventures and in Babysitting. And then didn't Baby- Jonah Hill do like some sort of vague-ish remake of it? Oh, he did. Gosh. I don't know why I thought I that, know but maybe I made that my- up. So Can't Buy Me Love, Adventures in Babysitting, yes. and Splash. Steel Magnolias. These are probably my top. Those are my top movies of childhood. Yeah. I would say. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I loved The Outsiders. Red Dawn was a big video. This is where you're a little bit older than me. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But I mean, I was young when The Outsiders came out. I had just read the novel, you know. We did did the play in my middle school. Yeah, I was a big reader. And but also like I didn't I didn't get to go to movies a lot. I think like I went to the movies once to see Pinocchio when I was very little and then went to the drive-in a few times to see like movies mostly I think that my aunts and uncles wanted to see cuz they were older. And um then I don't think I ever went to like the sit-down theater again until I was on a date in high school. No, that's not true. My dad took me to see Purple Rain on a visitation when I was oh, like yeah. el- we know 11. This. We know this. Uh-huh. And then I never, I don't think I ever went back to the theater, the movie theater again until I was on a date in high school. It was like a real luxury. So I think I didn't get to see a lot of movies. Um, I know, but I was like a real blockbuster. I, all of these movies that I'm talking about were yeah. blockbuster Friday nights. Yeah, but you know what? Here's where I am older than you is that blockbuster didn't exist. Like, pr- you know, like prior oh, yeah, to a certain point. True. So like- Because my sister, when she was in high school, who's my sister's closer in age to you. Yeah. She worked at Ranch Video. <laughs> because, because yeah, like there was no blockbuster. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. Now that you so, are like, now that you are saying that, I remember that. Yes. My mom splurged on like a top loading beta max machine because we didn't have a lot of money, but she did love gadgets. So I don't know if she bought it used or whatever. But the videos, there wasn't even a video store in my town. There was just a fancy um clothing department store called Park Snow. And they had a <laughs> they, 
<laughs> they put in a section where you could rent video because they were just trying to like get in on the new thing. So people rented their videos from this weird like like hometown Nordstrom type of store. But you had to have a really expensive membership that was like, I don't know, let's say it was $100 or something to be able to like come and rent the videos. And so I don't even think we had, I think I had a thing going where my friend's family had a membership at Park Snow and then you were allowed to keep the videos for like two days. So I think I was like, they were watching the movie and then I would like watch it at my home and then like get it back to them or whatever so that they could return it to their to their rental place. I don't know. It was, but pre-Blockbuster, it was the wild... The Wild West. The Wild West. That's yeah. true. It's true of most things. Yeah. Pre-blockbuster. Yeah. We can probably I mean, put life into two cat American life into two categories. Pre, pre and post and, and then post. And then post blockbuster. Yeah. My husband Matt was a manager of Blockbuster when we were in college. Uh, I guess I was a manager of something. One of the guys that was my one of my boyfriends in high school just worked at Blockbuster. Really? That started at Blockbuster because he was like working at a country club, but that was like back in his hometown and it was like an hour drive away. And so he was looking for a job that was in town and he like worked in this sandwich shop that I loved because I love the sandwiches from there. Good turkey? Was it a good turkey? Shout out to D'Angelo's. Oh my God, I loved a chicken stir fry pocket with provolone melted on it. So good with pickles. But anyway... Uh, even that was like (laughs) kind of far away. So he got a job at Blockbuster. Like we were in college, you know, and Mm -hmm. a real adult man was the manager of the store, like a man, like a dad or something. And then that guy had a stroke and then Matt became the manager. Jesus. I know. Well. But I never even really shopped in a Blockbuster because he would always just get the movies from the Blockbuster. Like, and bring them back to the apartment, whatever. Anyway. Anyway. Our our frame of reference for movies is a little different, I guess. But I think I've seen most of the ones. Seen and loved most of the ones that you loved. Um, Can't Buy Me Love, we, like, bonded on that very early on in our relationship. I feel like we both loved that movie. Loved. Um... And we were trying to figure out a way for you on Busy Tonight on Halloween to dress up in the outfit. That's what I wanted. I wanted that the, suede with the wine on it. With the wine stain. But did we couldn't. You, why couldn't we do? Why didn't we do that? What What, I don't, what happened? We just, just couldn't get it. We couldn't it get it together. It just wasn't available. Or like. We I couldn't think find it. Maybe the guest didn't want to dress in a full costume. And then so you were like, I don't want to. I don't know. I can't remember. It was Megan Mullally. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys both like wore kitty ears or something. I don't know. Um, Halloween on the talk show is either always like a full out mega budget blowout or like you just wear kitty ears. I mean, it's let's be real. We had no budget. Yeah. So So I think that was probably kitty kitty ears was we had blown. We had blown our budget for that month on someone's manicure that they paid. They asked us to pay for someone came on the show on the condition of getting a very expensive manicure. I don't even know how it was. No one knows how it's possible. Well, it's not important. Guys, it's not possible. It's it, water. It doesn't matter. It's, it's nail polish under the bridge. You know what? It's fucking <laughs> nail polish under the bridge. I wish everyone the best. I wish everyone the best. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Minus, 
minus these motherfuckers, like, in the world. I know. Wait, before we get to motherfuckers, can I just ask you if you saw one thing on Instagram, speaking of Patrick Dempsey? No, probably not. I probably didn't see it. I believe Holly Robinson Pete shared it. It's my favorite. Yeah. Well, Holly Um, and I go way back because we did a TV show together. She shared, like, a performance... Uh, that a bunch of young, like up and coming actors did on the Oscars. No. Um, it, it called like the, like it was like the Oscar winners of tomorrow <laughs> or mm-hmm. whatever. But Patrick Dempsey was in it, like tap dancing. Well, because his mom was a very famous casting person. Y- yes. Or manager. No, okay. he was married to his manager. He was married to a much older woman who was his... His manager. Yes. Our acting coach. Yes. Uh, one of them, his mom was either a manager or an acting coach, and his wife, his, his girlfriend was either a manager. I don't know which one is which. Oh, my I don't gosh. know which one was which. Oh, my gosh. But, I uh, don't know Anyway, this video was... Which. Um, this video was introduced by Bob Hope and Lucille Ball. It was written by Marvin Hamlish and Fred Ebb mm-hmm. and featured Patrick Dempsey, Ricky Lake, Chad Lowe, Keith Coogan. Um, you know, what's the Coogan law that sh- like about child actors? So many in- uh, interesting. Coo- history. It's a Coogan account. Coogan account. Yeah. A Coogan account where child actors yeah. like because of I'm guessing his grandfather, maybe. Um, Corey Feldman, Christian Slater, and Jolie Fisher, um, Blair Underwood. Guys, the list goes on and on. The list goes on and on, but I just, I want you to, to watch it because it was, it was wild. Oh, I'll watch it. But I don't think it's on our Instagram anymore, so you're going to have to Google it. But it's real, it's it's a real fun, like if you're my age and probably even your age, you'll you'll get a real, a real kick out of it, as people my age say. Okay, now let's talk about motherfuckers. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. I actually, I, mean, I just don't know if I can. It's, I'm like I'm worn out. What is there to say? Like it's like everything. I don't know. We everything. said. Everything we said is fucking, they're trying it, you know? Did you at least look at the proud boy that got beat up in the city? You came here to protect people, not to get beat up. And then they're like, go back to Long Island. Long Island, is that what they were saying? Yeah. (laughs) So fucking (laughs) insane. Oh my gosh. At least, you know, sometimes you see somebody that's, protesting drag queen story hour and they have a bloody nose and that cheers you up a little bit. It kind of, it doesn't cheer me up though. It doesn't. Mm-mm. Because I'm just like, it's not enough. I mean, and you know, well, it's like, nobody's going to learn a lesson from it. No, because literally like that guy's incredulous reaction is exactly yeah. the fucking issue. Right. That they he, think like, they're helping someone. He's like, so indoctrinated and brainwashed by this bullshit that he thinks that fucking this man, I guarantee you think believes that um, 
you drag queen story hour is indoctrinating kids and they're and molesting children. I'm like, I guarantee you this person like yeah. true like could take a lie detector test and would you know pass because that's what he believes is happening. Right. It's interesting. I was like talking to this person yesterday who was like we were just talking about like my death threats <laughs> from, yeah. from like pro-lifers. Yeah. And I was like, because you know the one thing that people who claim to be uh you know pro-life who are anti-abortion um right. are is uh they want to to kill other people. <laughs> yeah, desperately. Um, like desperately and they're succeeding. Um I mean in terms of like women, just let's be real. Oh yeah, for um, sure. But anyway, and then we had this conversation where he was like, well, I mean, it is kind of fucking weird because they really believe they've like taken it into themselves in such a way that like they think like millions of babies. Right. He's like, think, like, think about that. Million, like if you right. really thought like, I don't fucking know, man, it's wild. People's brains are wild. This time is wild. The first people to be like death penalty for mothers terminating, you know, no, no thought to the fact that the mother was once herself a baby. First people to send young people off to war. No thought to everyone who's getting killed was once a baby. Everyone who's doing the killing was once a baby and all the fallout from that. First people to be like, everyone should have all the guns that they want without a thought I mean, that to- fucking Rand Paul thing literally is so insane. Oh, uh, where he's like defending the, he's posing with a kid who has, what's the t-shirt has a name? It's like kid, 69, it's like and 69. 69 and guns. And guns. Um, and it's literally like, like guns doing the six, like doing a 69 position. Guys, a 69. <clears throat> Cover your kids' ears. No, I'm kidding. But like, what even is that shirt? What is wrong with everyone's lost their fucking mind? Everyone has lost their goddamn minds. I think it's, everyone's lost their goddamn minds. Like, I am no exception. The, but that's my the kind of shirt that is sold like on the side of the highway um, in a truck that used to be an ice cream truck, but was like then abandoned. And then a guy got it and he's like, I'm going to sell racist flags and horrifying T-shirts on the highway. So anyway, it's this like ki this kid yeah. got asked to go home from school because he had the shirt on, and Rand rightfully so, and Rand Paul Lee so yeah. So Rand Paul like poses with him, and he's like, "Can you believe he got sent home for this?" Yeah, I mean, yes, of course, obviously. If I wore a pinafore with a bunch of dicks on it to school, I also would have been <laughs> sent home. <laughs> Oh my God, everybody's lost their fucking mind. In fact, Matt did get sent home from school uh, for, I think he wore a t shirt with. It was like um, Danzig. It was like a Danzig. You couldn't no, wear Danzig it was, uh, in high school. It was about wearing a condom. So I think it was like a penis with a condom on it that said, wrap that rascal. And he got sent home from school for the graphic nature of that t shirt, which he, I'm sure he knew. I'm sure he wanted to get sent home from school. I mean, it's a power move. Let's be real. Yeah. Don't act like that 69 in guns kid was like <laughs> wanted to just get his full education that he was entitled to. 
Guys, I don't know about you, but today I was trying to find a picture that was very specific and I sort of like vaguely knew what year it was. I wasn't sure if it was on my computer or if it was... Anyway, the long story short is I didn't find it. Right. And then... Good news. I got in my mailbox my subscription to my Leo, which is an incredible tool to help uh, organize and protect all of your photos and videos from across the years. And that's exactly what it does. It's a system for managing a lifetime of your memories with the app, years of photos, videos, and important documents across all devices are cataloged in one shared library. Think about that. Mark can put in all of the incredible pictures that he's taken of our kids. Videos and documents, and everyone has access to it. Which is the best part. Um, I personally also appreciate that they get rid of the duplicates. It's like very easy to get rid of the duplicates. Less clutter, as opposed to like going through photo by photo and like I've had issues with that. Right. And if you don't want to store your things on the cloud, you don't have to. You can use other storage options or you can use storage options and the cloud if you want to. And everything's like so searchable. It can even read the text in your photos. Like if I was wearing uh, doing my best sweatshirt, I could just look up doing my best and it would find it. I mean, I'm obsessed with that. Terrestas, Milio's photo storage is the solution that you've been looking for. Um, so Casey and I have hooked up a special limited time offer for our listeners. Get 30% off your first year of Milio when you sign up for an annual plan. And to get the offer, just go now to our very special URL, mileo.com slash best. That's M. Y L I O dot com slash best. Get 30% off your first year at myleo.com slash best. Literally called Casey because um, I mean, I was going to visit my friend in the hospital and I was like, Yeah, I needed to get the I needed to pick up some fresh kitsch gear. I wanted yeah. the I wanted the satin pillowcase. Yeah, I for wanted sure. The hair towel. For my friend. I wanted the hair towel and I wanted to give her soft scrunchies. And I was like, Casey, Casey, <laughs> I buy it online. Where are the retailers that I'm going to? And Casey, literally such a good friend, was like, knew them all off the top of her head. Uh, and anyway, mission accomplished, guys, is all I'm oh, saying. Good. I'm so glad you were able to get that because what a nice gift. What a thoughtful gift. And for, by the way. Yeah. I mean... I would do anything for my family. It was, yeah. was not that expensive. I'm just saying the money out is far smaller than the than the rewards of the kitsch products and <laughs> the appreciation that people getting the gift <laughs> have for it. I love an inexpensive thrill and kitsch for me is just like inexpensive thrill after inexpensive thrill. Very affordable items and they're so luxurious. We're talking a lot about making your life nicer in this episode and literally everything on the Kitsch website makes my life nicer. I mean, everything on the Kitsch website. 
I have to say, you guys, the heatless satin curling rollers, you've seen me using them on um, Instagram. Just say goodbye to heat damaged hair. Yeah. There are like lots of TikTok videos and people like throw away their very expensive hot curlers, you know, or curling irons because it's really amazing how well it works. Yeah. Um, And it's only a fraction of the price of... 18 bucks. 18 bucks. Yeah. I love, and I put this on our sub stack, but I love their um, exfoliating mitts. It's just like a little mitt that you put on your hand. You give yourself a scrub in the shower. I'm a fan of exfoliating, lifelong fan of exfoliating. This is hands down the best exfoliating item I have ever used in my life. And it's probably the least expensive. It works like a dream. I do just want to say, if you're listening right now and you're like, I would just like a little treat for myself. (laughs) Highly recommend getting this in the mail. You're going to be very excited. Yeah. Like anything from the website, like a little satin pillowcase. All of a sudden you're just like, Ooh, it's silky. I like it. <laughs> Quick Guys, dry hair towel. Can't live without it. I can't. You know. I travel with it. Yeah. I travel with it. Yeah. It's all perfect. I would not say that if I didn't honestly think it, but like everything that Kitsch offers is perfect in every way. Um, and right now we want you to join us. So join us in the cult of Kitsch. <laughs> I literally was like, I sound like I'm a cult leader, but we love it so much. Um, right now, Kitsch is offering 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash best. That's right. 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch, spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H.com slash best. One more time, mykitsch.com slash best for 30% off your order. Um, guys, big news. What? Don't know if you saw my thirsty Instagram post earlier today about wanting that Thera face. You know, <gasps> I've been talking about it. Well, Theragun did advertise oh. on the podcast at one they time. Did. And then we were like, oh, can we do an ad for the Thera face? And I know it's because, you know, someone among the two of us had a dream of owning the Thera face. It's me. <laughs> it's me. It's my dream. Um, well, I posted today because I like my, it's so interesting when my ads flip and it's so clear that I'm changing what I'm talking about in real life. Yes. You know, yeah. but the, but the company, the brand just reached out. They said, wow. we might know someone who could help you with that. Wow. Send it over and not a moment too soon. Wow. Cause. This bitch is getting older by the second. Oh, my gosh. Well, congratulations to you. Listen, it's not here yet. Okay. It's not here yet. Well, pre-congratulations. It's 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 Theraface Eve, maybe. We're going to see. We're going to see what's happening. <laughs> I want to tell you what happened because there's not a chance in hell that my friend Ed listens to this podcast. Um, my friend Ed's in town, and he had asked me last week if we could have dinner tonight. And I was like... Like it was like his night that he doesn't have dinner with anyone else or whatever. Yeah. It's the yeah. night he had in the uh, available for me. Yeah. And I was like, it's the night before I start work. I do my pod. I'm g- I think we're going to probably have to do our podcast that day. Yeah. But I was like, but we'll do it earlier. So like, yeah, sure. And so then he like 
was like, I made a reservation at this restaurant at 6.30. And I was like, great. And then I had to do that Zoom for the workplace. Yeah. And finish getting my nails done and all this stuff. So I was like, Ed, 6.30 is way too early. Like, I'm not going to be able to do that. So could we push it? I love to see you still. Can yeah. we push it like maybe an hour? And then he was like, had to put a credit card down for the reservation and I can't cancel it. And then I was like, well, I mean, okay. I don't, I mean, but I didn't make that decision. Like I don't, okay. Yeah. But so then he was like, well, I guess you could just Venmo me for the, and I was like, okay, all right. So I'll just Venmo you. No, I was like, let me, let me just see. I might've suggested that I Venmo. I might've been like, cause he was like being kind of weird about it. I might've said like, do you want me to Venmo you for the, Charge. Right. right. Cause you know how that is like it's like 20 bucks or something, right? Per person. I don't I don't uh, at know. Restaurant. I have this is by the I've way, never I had to put they, a card down. Oh, I have. I have for restaurants, but I they, never so yeah, I couldn't answer I have way. and I have to say, and I have canceled, I have never been charged. Okay. Like, but they do say that they reserve the right to like charge your card. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. Listen, the restaurant industry is struggling. I'm fine yeah. to give them, but whatever. But like, I didn't know that that was the deal. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Of course. Anyway, the point being, I had to, I like Venmoed him 50 bucks. And then he still is like, but okay, so I'll come and we'll get dinner. And I was like, Ugh. all right. <laughs> well, I know, but now I'm like annoyed. Yeah, I don't. Because also, know I'm what... like, are we going to subtract the fifty dollars from the bill? No. Right, right. Or like, what or if 25? they don't? What if they don't wind up charging him? They're not going to charge just, him. That's he what I'm just saying. made fifty dollars. He just fucking made fifty bucks. That's a good business. It's like a it's racket. A, it's a good side hustle, like making plans with very busy friends and then extorting them when they inevitably bump the reservation. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry, I have to charge you $50 for that. I mean, anyway. Guys, what do you think? <laughs> you guys sound off in the comments. Sound off in the comments. Sound off in the I comments. Really, what do you think? Do you think it was I'm... rude? Like, <laughs> or do you think it was rude of me because it was like I should have told him sooner let me, I'll tell you what I told him. I told him at 3 p.m. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I mean, that was too late. Maybe I maybe I should have did, looked let me at ask the you cow. This. Let me ask you this. Did he say is 6.30 okay before he booked it? Or did he know. just I don't know. I grab don't know. 6.30? No idea. You'd have to go back and forensically reconstruct the situation. Because here's what I'll say about... Mm-hmm. You and me. Yeah. Um, is that like sometimes I think I annoy you trying to um ask you questions like, do you think 630 would be better or would you rather 730? And I think like sometimes I overwhelm you with questions, but it's also because I know that like sometimes we plan something loosely and then once it gets closer, like Somebody has to get more specific, but you have like a lot on your plate right now. So I always want to know, but I like, I get it. 
and this has been like the story of my life and my career. Like I get it that it's annoying to be asked a million questions, but then it's also annoying when someone doesn't ask you questions and then you have a reservation and then at six thirty. I'm Venmoing my friend. Yeah, fifty dollars. So <laughs> that he know. may or may not get charged. Right. Right. So I'm say I'll say to him tonight, I'll be like, hey, by the way, if they end up not charging you. Send me that $50. Send me that 50 bucks back, baby. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. That seems fair. I know, but just like, ugh. Ugh. Yeah. I was never one of those friends in high school. Like, even though I like worked jobs, I didn't get a lot of like, I didn't get allowance from my parents. Like, I didn't get like a lot of, you know. Yeah. Like, had my own money. Yeah. If I was like with friends and somebody wanted, I would just like pay for it. But then I had friends that were like, you owe me 37 cents from yesterday when you were short for the Snickers bar. Like I had friends that were like always keeping track of like, right to the, they had like a, like a Rolodex in their brain of all the people that owed them money. Right. For various things. I don't I know, man. I get, I get it. I get both things, but like yeah. I very much am a person where like, and you know, well, this is, of course, it's ADD. Are, <laughs> it's an ADD. Are, it's an ADD are all those people really rich now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, because they always say those are the wealthiest people, like the people that keep track of every penny. Yeah. And they I'm are like, all, they are all very successful. I know exactly who I'm talking about and they, yes, have a lot of money. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I get it. I mean, I'm trying to think like I just I am always seized by the feeling of like getting like $10 for babysitting. Like I would babysit all night and get paid like $10 or something, which is wild considering, you know, uh, just how much babysitting costs now and also like how much work it was then. But I remember like being able to go to the mall with $10 and have like an honestly pretty good time, you know, which is so insane. And I'm like, what was I doing for $10? But I think I mean, you could like buy a pair of earrings and like maybe an eyeliner and get a slice of pizza and like, you know, that'd be good, you know? Yeah, I mean... I love stir fry at like the stir fry place. <laughs> what was that? You know, like stir crazy. Mm, was that what it was called? Maybe. I think that's what they were. I think that might be right. Yeah. Point. I don't know. But yeah. Oh, so good. The rice, <laughs> extra teriyaki sauce. Give it to me. Oh my gosh. So good. I loved I mean, them all. I loved them all. I know. It's kind of a bummer to me. Mm. Like, Every time I go to a mall, it's it's it such sucks. a bummer, like how many empty stores there are and just, I don't know, it's kind of a bummer that like mall culture is dead. It's just, it's not the same as it, as it was like when we were no. kids, I guess. Yeah. No, it's definitely not <laughs> the same as when we were kids. And also like, I just am sad for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's nothing better than a fucking mall. Yeah. The freedom it allows. The freedom it allowed. And like you would always like 
say you were going to the movies, but maybe skip the movie and just like dick around in the mall. All night. I don't like I feel Whoa, like my mom my, didn't love me just like wandering around the mall. So yes, I always, I always to, told like, her. Yes, I always told my mom we were going to the movies. <laughs> and then we'd be like, OK, just say that we're going, you know, to see such and such a movie. This is in my book. I told my mom one summer that I was seeing Free Willy like <laughs> Eight fucking times. I never oh saw it. God. Never. To this day, I have not seen Free Willy. And like oh at my one point, God. my mom was like, how is the movie busy? <laughs> like, and I was like, it's great. Did the whale escape? Like she was like so fucking over it because she just I feel like knew that it was like such bullshit. Oh my gosh. Um, That's hilarious. Listen, listen, mom, I know you're listening. I love you. <laughs> it all worked out. Here we are. We're fine. It's so funny. I mean, I know your mom's listening too. Like, this is the kind of thing that would have bummed my mom out to hear that, like, I lied and said I was, like, going to the movies with, uh, with, like, whatever, a date or friends and just fucked around at the mall. But in raising my own kids, like, every once in a while, when I can tell that they're, like, they have their own free willy (laughs) cover story, Mm -hmm. I'm, like... It bothers me for a second, and then I'm like, well, what are they supposed to do? Tell the truth? You know? (laughs) Like, your parents are always asking you where you're going, and you're like, I'm going to loiter and be a 'er ne'er-do-well and hang out and probably get chased by a security guard away from the fountain. I don't know. Maybe try a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe make out with someone? I don't know. Hopefully make out with someone. So I always tried to remember, like, it seems like they might be telling me a little bit of a story, but like, what are they supposed to do? Tell me the truth. They could have told me the truth. I wouldn't have cared, probably. But kids are entitled to their privacy with within reason. I actually think it's really interesting because I believe that as well. And I think some people do not believe that. But I think adults are entitled to privacy as well. And I, we've talked about this and the amount of like parents that occasionally... I've like encountered where like I'm having some sort of like personal conversation with them about something serious and they're like six-year-old walks up and then they like explain it to the six-year-old like (laughs) what we're talking about. And I'm like, that's not, no, I did not. I don't want your six-year-old to know about my fucking lump in my boob and the surgery, you know, whatever, like the the biopsy thing that I got, whatever it is. Like there are those parents that just like fucking, it's boundaries. But like, I do think, and especially as your kids get older, you have to allow them to have their own thoughts, feelings, and life that you don't know about because that's part of the deal. It's just part of the fucking deal, man. Yeah. With regard to like explaining everything to your kids, I think that we get on these like tracks and we like abandon logic. Like we just Mm -hmm. are like... Oh, this is what we do. So, like, I think right now we're on a track where everything is a teachable moment. And so you see parents and sometimes parents do it so performatively. And, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not negging parents or whatever. But, like, sometimes you can see that they're, like, just really enjoying everybody watching them, like, having a teachable moment with their kids. And um, and it's just, like, no, there's also, like, none of your business moments. You know, like, not everything is a teachable moment. None of your business moments with your kids are like the fucking greatest. <laughs> it's none of your business. Oh, actually, you don't need to know about it. 
Bless your heart. Oh my gosh. It's true. I mean, I alternately feel like I knew way too much when I was a kid that things that I never should have known. But also I think like people in my life had no problem like telling me that stuff was none of my business. So I feel like I got a good mix, a good range. I also think you can be like, you don't have to be a dick to your children. Like that's the other thing. Like you don't have to be a jerk. Yeah. This is a grown up talk. Yeah, this is, there are some things that are for kids and some things, some information is for children yeah. and some information is just for grownups. Yeah. And some, some information's for both. Yeah. And maybe at a, at a certain point, there'll be information that's just for you. That's not for <laughs> me. And you know what? I'll respect it. I will respect it. Oh my gosh. Um. Well, so are, you're going to dinner in a little while. I guess so. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I am. I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm just being a little salty right now, but... Yeah, you can be salty. That's fine. You're allowed I, like, to love be... him. I just am like, ugh. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. It's, ha- it's hard with friends, especially, like, friends that you don't get to see all the time. You're trying to, like, get your schedules to work and everything. And, like, I have certain friends that... Like, I just 100% know they're going to cancel no matter what. And, like, I get it. I think that's about them. It's not about me. And so I think it's worth it to still, like, go through the motions. Like, you're important to me. I'm going to invite you to go to this thing or ask you if you want to do this thing. We're going to try. Like, we're going to try. We're going to keep trying. Yeah. And you're going to say yes, and we're going to make all the plans, and then you're not going to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's worth it. It's worth it. But, like, sometimes you get, like, rubbed rubbed a little weird and you're like salty about it and that's okay. Yeah. Also, I'm just like a little salty right now about everything. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird right now because like, is Trump going to be indicted? That's what all anyone's talking about. Everyone's like salivating over possibly seeing him in handcuffs. No, half of the people are salivating about seeing him in handcuffs and half of the people are like, I'm going to riot. Civil if, war, right? Civil yeah, war. Yeah, right? if this happens, this can never happen. And and then, you know, it's so, it's just like, it's a very, what's the right word for it? It's like bubbly sounds, sounds wrong because bubbly sounds fun, but it's like a very, I feel like it's a, it's a boiling point. I want to see him in handcuffs, but I also don't want the country to be on fire. It is already. That's true. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. It's a lot and it's hard. And like, I've been very consumed with my own stuff happening in my life with my friend. Yeah. And I haven't really even had the fucking space or the bandwidth right. for all of that stuff too. Right. Because then there's that too, right? Like life just keeps going. Yeah. In insane ways. Yeah. And sometimes just unbelievable ways. Yeah. That is literally life. That is that is actually, guys, that's life. Wait, guys, in case you wanted to know what life was, that's life. People life? tell you that that's life a lot. But that, but honestly, this is that's actually, life. that's life. 
bass, 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 we love you. Bass, we travel with you. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Guys, I, I feel like I feel like it's definitely it's like a we're it's a club hit. It's a club. <laughs> it's, it's a, a club banger. jam. It's a banger. It's we're dancing. We're on the dance floor <laughs> because we've traveled to Ibiza with our bass luggage. <laughs> because if you're traveling to Ibiza, you have to have your bass luggage. I mean, if I'm traveling anywhere, I need my bass luggage. I cannot be without it anymore. I'm never going back to any other type of bag. No, never. Why would we? We love them. You guys, you've heard us talk about it. You've maybe seen them if you came to our live show. Because <laughs> I brought them on stage every night. I love this luggage. Bass, B-E-I-S, created by actress Shay Mitchell. Bass thinks of everything. Their wheels move all the directions you want them to move. Yeah. Padded handles. Padded handles. That was aggressive of me, but that's how I feel about those padded handles. I love them. That, the Weekender bag, guys, if you're going to invest in one thing for yourself, make it the Weekender bag because it's my favorite thing ever. Two pairs of shoes in the bottom compartment. I can fit three and my shoes are- I can fit three. I can fit three. I'm not a tiny footed They say two, but you can really fit three can make it work with three. Uh, there's a key leash and a laptop sleeve in the Weekender. And my favorite part about the Weekender is that it opens all the way up. Like it has like a hinged top, like a doctor bag, if that makes sense. And so you can see everything in the bag all at once without just like fishing around in it at TSA like an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Because base is thought of everything that you could ever want in any of the pieces of luggage. And the luggage comes in very many sizes and colors. And like we said, don't forget about the weekender bag. You're going to want it. Um, Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews, so you don't have to take our word for it, but you should because we are very reliable at these testimonies because we genuinely love this luggage. Anyway, right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash best. Now, remember, it's basetravel.com slash best but it's B-E-I-S travel.com slash best for 15% off your first purchase. Oh, Blue Land, Blue Land, we love you so much. Um, Guys, it's me, Busy Phillips. You know me and you know Blue Land because we talked about it. Casey and I have talked about it so much. Blue Land is an incredible company that was on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet. The idea is very simple. They offer endlessly refillable cleaning products with really beautiful design, looks great on your countertop. You fill your bottles with water, drop in tablets, and then they dissolve. First of all, so much better for the environment in so many ways, but also most cleaning supplies, the majority of the Cleaning supply is water, so you're paying to ship water around the country. I mean, did you know that there are an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles that are thrown away each year? That's disgusting. It's disgusting. Anyway, guys, cleaning sprays, hand soaps. The toilet bowl cleaner, Kirsten, is sitting across from me. I actually, you go on Blue Land right now and order more of the toilet bowl cleaner because I love it. And the laundry tablets. 
Guys, all Blue Land products are made with clean ingredients that you can feel good about. You don't want to like, I remember back in the day before Blue Land came into my life, like using some products and truly afterwards feeling like, I can't breathe. Like what's in my throat? It's because it's like not good for you. Anyway, Blue Land has changed all of that and you're going to feel really good about yourself (laughs) because it's one small thing that you can do that's going to make a big difference. I promise it's a no-brainer. You could try their Clean Essentials Kit, which has everything you need to get started. Three bottles of cleaner plus a bottle of hand soap. And it comes in a beautiful light scent. Iris agave, fresh lemon, eucalyptus mint. And of course, Blue Land has a deal for our listeners. Get 15% off your first purchase of any product. To get the 15% off your first order, go to blueland.com slash best. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash best. That's blueland.com slash best. Okay, wait, do we just, do I just start talking about dating on this podcast? What are we going to do? I mean, is that interesting to people? Do they want to hear about it? Probably. I'm, I think so. Probably, right? Probably. Yeah. Is it rude to the guys? Is it going to limit my likes? (laughs) You'll you'll see. It made a man scared to sell me a car. I know that (laughs) me talking about my car problems on the podcast made a man say, I want this deal to go perfectly because the last thing I need is to be on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, to be fair, that was what my previous the previous guy I dated was very anti being on the podcast so <clears throat> I mean anyway. listen well here's like am I allowed else? to talk about him now I don't know controversy knows I'm sure you'll fucking hear about it if you're not no um, way you never listen to the podcast that's the other thing too <laughs> like no one the like the, these people like who are listening right now yeah are like our deep bros like our fans our fucking fans like you're not going to date a guy, them. By the way, if a guy makes it far enough in to like hear about himself, I'm a little bit like I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've, you've done the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, here's what I wish for you. I, he, I wish for, because you know that obviously I'm not dating, but I have men in my life and I talk about them a great deal on the podcast. And at first I always checked with them. Is it okay that I said this? Or I also said, listen, I said something about you on the podcast that was like kind of tough, but it's the truth. And Mm. so I'm just letting you know. And everyone in my house, in my life, has said it's your story to tell. Like, it's it's your story to tell. And, you know, you said you were fair and it's okay, you know? There really hasn't been a time when anyone is has been like, I wish you hadn't said that. All I ever hear about the podcast from my sons and my husband are like, that part was really funny. That made me laugh. And yeah, you were right to say that. Like, I think that was a really good point or whatever. So... That's my wish for you, that you find someone that's like, oh, this woman has a voice? That is so great. I want to hear it, even when it's not singing my praises, even when, like, somebody that has a sense of humor about the things that you say about them, and somebody that is like, yeah, I was wrong in that situation. You know, our friends Adele and Lou 
Barlow, they have a podcast and they like talk to each other, but they like don't stand on ceremony with each other. They're not like afraid to say anything critical about each other. They're not mean. They love each other, but they they're not like you're a perfect angel and you know, they're not afraid to say anything in front of each other. And it makes me so mad sometimes, Busy, because I think like sometimes people are like critical of you using your voice. And I think that's so unfair because I think they always are interested in being your friend or whatever on the premise of like the uniqueness and authenticity of your voice. Well, and all the shit they get from it. Like, let's just be real. If I'm going to be real, real. Yeah. Like, let's just be fucking real. No one who's entering a relationship with me at this point is like not expecting a few perks. Right. Right. I'm just saying it. Like, it's just fucking true. Right. Like, and I'm very generous. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) And I'm happy to do it. And I'm happy to fucking like hook people up or whatever. If I'm in a relationship, big or small or romantic or non. This guy that I fucking kissed was very cute. And now I'm like, oh no, what's wrong with me? Because now I'm like, this is why, this is why I was like, do I get, can I talk about this? Because now I'm like, why do I, I'm like this though. I'm not a person. How do people date? I can't date more than one person ever. Like, everyone's like, you should, like, date. You should, like, now I'm yeah. just like, but that guy was cute. I liked the guy that I kissed. He was cute. Can I just, can that just be it? Like, not, like, it, it, but, like, I just mean, yeah. like, I don't understand like how just... people, I don't want to kiss more than one person a week. Right, right. You don't want to be, like, living a bachelorette episode. But what is that? Do people do that? Please tell me. Have the, Is that a thing? Yes. How? <laughs> I just mean, like, how does that feel good? I mean, I'm sure it's a thing for men. Yeah. A lot of men. But, like, it just doesn't, to me, like, doesn't compute. Like. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Well, because it's been a long time since you were even in this situation of dating anyone. And, you know, like. But I've been like this my whole life. Then it's just how you are, you know what yeah. I mean? And you have to like honor how you I've are. I've always just like, been like the like fucking girl with the boyfriend. Yeah. You have or to not. honor you have to honor how you are and like not expect to change, I don't think. But I do think there's something to be said for just having fun with however many people you want to have fun with, you know? But if it's just one person like, as long as they understand, like, this isn't serious. I'm just only dating you because that's the most I can focus on. Or that's, you know what I mean? Like, that guy, I feel like, is definitely listening to this. Because if you're talking probably, right probably. if you're, t- Hi, sir. Nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, because, like, if you're getting to know each other, like, I would just think that he'd listen to the most. I don't know, most. though. Because he was also, like... He was like, wait, do I have to, do I have to read your book? And I was like, I mean, I would be thrilled if someone had read or had written a memoir that I could read and then be like, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm not signing up for this shit. Or like, oh, fucking interesting, man. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be nice to just find things out from you. Oh, okay. And I was like, "Hmm." that's not. That's not a, a bad point. Not a bad point. And also, yeah. the why don't you want to read my fucking book? No, well, here's I'm kidding. What I, I'm kidding. Here's, I'm what kidding. <laughs> here's what I will say. He He's probably listening to the podcast because, like, you don't have to pay for it or, like, go to the library to get it. It's I just would right give your... it to anyone who wants it for free. You guys well, just reach out. 
that's a good point. Like wanting to get to know things on your, it's very like a uh, Notting Hill kind of, you know what I mean? Like, like Hugh, Hugh Grant didn't know shit about Julia Roberts. Yeah. I have the plot, right? Right. That's how it went. <laughs> like he didn't, he didn't realize she was really a movie star. He like just didn't, he didn't, uh, no, he did. He did. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. He knew who she was. Oh, he, okay. And like, and he says to her and he's like, right, right as she's leaving, he's like, and may I just say you're even more lovely. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's similar to a storyline in Daisy Jones and the Six, that show that's happening Everybody right now. loves it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Riley Keough is so talented. She's really, really, really... I was in an elevator once with her. She was amazing. Multi... <laughs> She's even great at riding she was even great. She was even great in that elevator ride, guys. I'm just going to tell oh you. Oh, my gosh. She's she's wildly talented. But, um, yeah. I mean, I guess we've all seen that before where someone doesn't realize someone's famous and then they're like, you know, you'd want to get to know them on their terms. You'd want to get to know the real them, even the more intimate parts that they wouldn't put in a memoir, I guess. I don't know. Wait, remember my friend from Hoffman who did not believe me? Yeah. And I was so angry and felt like he was doing a bit. Like, yeah. I was like, bro, we're the same fucking age. You've seen, I've been in, the, it's their cultural fucking t- freaks yeah. and geeks. He's like, yeah, I remember that show. Yeah, I fucking watched it. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> You were in that? What were you? And I was like, I'm Kim Kelly. I'm fucking oh Kim Kelly. God. Like, you're so, like, anti-Hoffman. We're, like, not even supposed to, t- you're not even supposed to talk about you're- what you do. <laughs> I, I can say that people that aren't as, like, um, tied up in, like, like, I've always been super interested in pop culture, and even I get shit wrong, obviously, just now I thought that Jennifer Grey was Elizabeth Shue, um, but people that just passively watch entertainment, it doesn't surprise me that a person could meet you and not believe that you were in Freaks uh, and Geeks. A hundred percent. Do you remember? This is yes. the story was that like we had like all the exact same like yes. frames of references. Yes. But then his reference just totally stopped at me and yes. didn't know who I was or and like hadn't ha- and he was just like had never even heard my name. And I was like, that just doesn't, I don't get that because you've ha- you have a sister and you've got <laughs> you've had girlfriends, and I just feel like someone you would have you've never heard my name. Like it's like, it was just like, <laughs> like not to be, but that seemed weird. It just seemed weird to yeah. me. Yeah. But then I he, mean, remember he called me and he was like, my sister was like, what are you a fucking idiot? Yeah. You know who she is. And like, <laughs> so, I mean, I understand. I get yeah, it. It just happens. Like I had one uncle who was so, so, so proud of me and he would always introduce me to people and be like, she works for Jerry Seinfeld. And I'd be like, I do not. Uh, I do not. I work for David Letterman. And then even long after I didn't work for Dave anymore, he still would introduce me to people as like, she works for Jerry Seinfeld. And I just stopped correcting him because I was like, for whatever reason, he just, that's, that's what is. he knows. He's latching onto it. And like, <laughs> he clearly doesn't, he clearly doesn't watch TV like I watch TV. So I'm just going to let him blissfully think that I work for Jerry Seinfeld. That's fine. Yeah. I, I'll take it. I would take it. <laughs> hey, knock it off, Gina. You're being and- a real... Oh. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me. I'm 
going to take a picture so I can post it so you guys can see what I'm dealing with here. Hold on. <laughs> oh, well, now you're not doing it. Okay. Because I wasn't giving her what she wanted. Of course. Um, that was good parenting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just, it's just hard. You wrote, the stuff that you wrote to me today, which I'm not going to share, guys. <laughs> I do just want to say like that Casey sent me a text earlier today about something and she was just like everything you said was so correct and like true and it is wild like we all it's hard for everybody and lo being yeah. lonely <clears throat> is hard and this dog fucking barking at me is, <laughs> is not not hard is not not hard um and just like that, I barely have all like capacity in my life to deal with the shit that's non-negotiable, let, right. let alone some person who's going to come in and be like, hey, and also let's make this difficult for everyone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. it, you're right. Like, and maybe, I mean, you know, here's the thing. When you have mom, I'm sorry, mom, close your ears, a chaotic upbringing. Like it's just true. Like anyone who comes from a house that was like sort of unpredictable in ways and confusing to small children. Yeah. Like you do keep kind of searching that out in your relationships because you're trying to like win this time. Yeah. You're trying to like make it be the time that takes care of you. You know, that you, that you fix it, that you fix it. Right. And, and that is, so my inclination, I do think is to be drawn toward the chaotic, but you're right. Part of like leveling up in our Sims world is right. that like, I have now long acknowledged that fact. Right. Right. And maybe most recently really fucking acknowledged that. So now I have the choice of like. I mean, but this chaos, I did not fucking sign up for this chaos. <laughs> this bitch. I, I feel you. She, oh my God. Gina, okay, hold on. Let me just finish my thought. Hold on one second. Let me just finish my thought and then I'll do it. I see what happened. Stop. She dropped her bone into my fake olive tree plant from <laughs> West Elm that I thought I would make cute. So I put like, um, I just put towels down into the pot and then I put like mulch over the towels. Like that's not, like just the like dry dirt, yeah, mulchy yeah. type stuff so that it looks yeah. cute. And um, she threw her bone in there. She needs her bone back. Well, and she's just, cause she thought she was hiding it in the dirt. Right. Because sure. she's sure a dog. Yeah. Anyway, my point is that once you've like really reached the, <laughs> Someone in your family will always be mad that we're doing the podcast. <laughs> if it's not one child, it's another. All right, hold on. Hold on. Let me fix it for her. I'll be right back. Did I can't find, find it. No, oh, I can't no. find it. This is gonna. This is gonna be. You know what? It's this is gonna, gonna be starting tomorrow. Someone else's problem. Because <laughs> I'm gonna be at work. <laughs>
Well, I'm going to try to make this concise because my texts to you were not concise and they never are. When Busy asks me a question, she I'm sure she's always like, buckle in, it's a nine-parter, is coming. But I want to be concise about this. Is that like... I never want to hurt your feelings. I never want to make you feel bad about a situation that you're already feeling bad about. But I never want to not be honest with you because, like, I'm at a place in my life where I'm like, if someone's asking me, I'm going to be honest. And if they can't take the honesty and it makes it weird between us, then at least I was honest. At least I told the truth about, like, what I thought. And, like, I'm very loyal to my friends, and I'm very defensive of my friends because they're my friends. I want them to be happy. Like, I want people to come into their lives and make them happy uh, in the ways that they want to be happy, in the ways that I have been blessed. Um, And so it's not like a jealousy issue or anything like that. Like, I would never, I would never begrudge your closeness to someone else because a lot of people are close with you. So that's that's my way of saying, like, I hope that you never mind when I'm, like, kind of plain spoken about this stuff. But what I really want from you is if you're going to go out with someone, go to dinner with someone, make out with someone, whatever you're going to do with someone, I want you to be able to ask yourself two questions at the end of the night. Did that make my life nicer or did it make my life easier? And if the answer to either of those questions is no, then I'm not sure that person deserves your time or your attention at this point. Like, that's it, really, you know? Yeah. Because we've done too much and we've come too far and we've grown too much to ever be sad or to feel like we have to, you know, walk on eggshells and be scared of like what someone's reaction is going to be. And I'm not saying don't be kind to the person that you're in a relationship with, but like there there just shouldn't be so much worry. It should be like, we have a nice time together. The person makes me laugh. And like when I need help, they help me. And when they need help, I help them. And that's it. It should be the same as like your relationships with your friends, except for it has like this one added like romantic layer, you know? And so, yeah, I just, I want you to know people that like don't make you worry that you're like doing something wrong because you're not doing anything wrong. You're being yourself. You know what? I got to be me. You got to be you. (laughs) And if that's not right for someone it doesn't mean that it's wrong no I know but you understand I know but you get it yeah I get it I get it and the thing is like we have I'm so happy we have Michelle Williams on our podcast today one of my best (laughs) friends but the thing is like and she said this so many times to me over the years when she was like just like You know, having moments where she was like, I just want to be like us as old ladies at the farmer's market together. And I think about like the people that are in, like when you do that exercise, like who are you going to the farmer's market with at age 72? Yeah. It's like my girlfriends. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I love that thing that was in Ada Calhoun's book about 
the women who are like buying houses together for retirement. Yeah. Golden, golden girls. girls. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. They're like planning their own own golden girls. Because you don't want to be stuck with a rose. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Unless like, I mean, honestly, you do because you want or like a, you know what I mean? There's always yeah. going to be like, you want it like your friends. You want it to be yeah. friends. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and when I think about like what I want my old age to look like, it's, this, it's that. It's like, yeah, like I can't imagine I'm like, like getting fucked a ton. <laughs> I want like my close girlfriends that like have known me since we were little kids and like. Yeah. I get that. But it's also okay to want the other stuff too. It's well, I just, want that stuff too, but I just you mean like. Sh- you shouldn't have to fucking jump through hoops for it. Like you are, I mean, this, I sound like the lady that was yelling at us during the show in Boston. Don't ever tell yourself. <laughs> um, you're smart. You're funny. You're confident too. There's no reason that like you should beyond uh, like the the yeah, initial like, jitters that you have when you meet someone. Like there's no reason that well, you I got should, very nervous about this guy kissing me. It was really yeah because he asked if he could and I was yeah. like oh um and he was like it's okay like it's okay I just I always like to ask because yeah that's the thing you know that's what I like yeah. to do yeah. Um, and I was like, no, I mean, that's like, if that's like a thing people do, like what busy shut the <laughs> fuck up? Like what is wrong with you? Is that a thing people do? Do people get like, I am such an idiot, but like, I do have like, I can like fucking get down, but like, yeah, but that moment I was just such a, it was embarrassing. Yeah. For it's me. Like I was per- embarrassed for myself. Whatever. But like, no, I mean, it ended fine. It <laughs> ended fine. And you're like, and you're laughing about it now. And hopefully, if he were listening to this, hopefully he'd laugh about it too. And that's all <laughs> I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I just feel like so many people that are in your position are like imagining this scoreboard and that like they have these plays to make and they have to make the plays to win the game. And that's just not like, it's not how it should work. Like you, you should just feel like, like just those two fucking things. Did this make my life nicer? Did it make my life easier? That's it. That's all. What other reason would you have anyone in your life for? That's the only reason you have all your girlfriends. They make your life nicer. They make your life easier. 100%. You know? Yeah. So there's, there's no reason to bring anyone into your life that doesn't and again, I'm not saying everyone, I'm not saying that there won't be difficult moments and there won't be conflict. I'm just saying when you are in this new situation with this person and you start to realize like it's, you know, it's more difficulty than it is pleasure at this point. Like it's, there's more conflict than there is um camaraderie or companionship or whatever then you know like it's not for me and it doesn't mean that like you fucked up or you know he fucked up or whatever it just means it's not for you and that's the kind of shit that we feel fine saying all the time you know but I get that it's scary right because it's so scary to feel like well he could also say like this is not for me you know what I mean and it's scary to be rejected but yeah I just think, like, 
I just want someone that's going to make you laugh and you're going to make them laugh. You know what I mean? Like, nothing is hotter than that. Someone laughing their ass off at, like, something that you said that you know is funny. Well, then I should have been in love with Steve Agee for, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the last decade because honestly and Paul and Paul yeah nothing cool. actually makes me happier than making Steve Ag and Paul F. Tompkins laugh although that's different though because I just like respect them so much as stand-ups and comedians yeah. that I'm like oh it's so it feels so validating yeah and also yeah. because you know I'm fucked up and I need like a man's approval for me being funny <laughs> <laughs> no but I mean I I don't think it's fucked up. I think, like, why are any of us trying to be funny just because it's, like, what we do? And, like, does that come from a fucked up place? Maybe. But, like, then if the goal is to make people laugh, you know that you've known guys that have, like, withheld laughter from you in the past to, like, prove a point. I have totally. met a thousand totally. guys that have done that. So there's nothing better than, like, when a guy just easily and freely gives it up. And that's why Steve Agee and Paul F. Tompkins are fucking great guys. You know what I mean? Like, that's because it's not even... A, it's not even a thought to them. Like maybe I should withhold my withhold laughter. My laughter, right? Yeah. To make this oh my God, woman that's feel bad. Intense. That's intense. That's intense. That's intense. They're feminists. Yeah, they would never. They would. <laughs> no, neither they, of them they would wouldn't. ever. They're they're fucking feminists. They're feminists, and they're like super and good people. They would do and, it. They would like laugh at a dude too. They would right, laugh at anyone. Right. Because right, they like laughing, and the, they understand. Appreciate oh, funny shit. This makes my life nicer. Let me mm. act appropriately in this situation, you know? Anyway. Does it make my life nicer? Does it make my life easier? Yeah. Do you I mean, make my life nicer? Do you make my life easier? It's not different than, like, buying a dishwasher. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to buy um, a busted-ass dishwasher that breaks your dishes, You know what I mean? Like, you're buying a dishwasher to make your life easier and nicer. And, like, it doesn't mean that there's not any work. You still have to clean off the dishes and load the dishwasher. You still have to maintain it. But you're not going to, like, go to the junkyard to buy the most broken dishwasher that you can find. Like, what would be the point in that? What would be the point in that? (laughs) Is that a good analogy or is it? I don't know. I just want you to get a nice new dishwasher that does your dishes and laughs at your jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I think everyone wants that, especially Mark Silverstein. (laughs) Because he's got a lot on his plate, too. Because he's just like, Jesus. (laughs) Someone. (laughs) She stopped crying. Aww. Well, I'm glad you guys are friends and you have that relationship where, you know. He's been so nice to me. He's so fucking nice to me now. You know, I have to say, I have to say, I just have to say, and no shade to any buddy, Mark. And of course, I have a huge part in it. Yeah. Yeah. A huge part in it. Yeah. But like, we're able to really be like better friends now than we ever have been. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. You both continue to do the work so that you can, like, have a friendship, which is so important. Like, I just, I always want to thank you on behalf of your kids because my parents truly hated each other's guts and it was rough. 
It was fucking rough. It's so weird. Like we will like hug our kids together still, yeah. but yeah. not like in a way like, and I would just hope, oh my God, that's what I hope. I hope that the people that we end up having like romantic relationships with are like understanding and chill about yeah. our like tightness because it's, I don't know. It's really fucking rare and nice that that can happen. And, and it wasn't easy. Right. Right. And you put in a lot of work. And yeah. so, you know, you should be able to enjoy the fruits of that work without anyone pressuring you to change it or whatever. Um, wait, I got Botox. You did? In yes. what? On my forehead. Can you not tell? Of course you can tell. Look. I mean, mm. it looks good. No, it looks good. It, doesn't look... it was very natural. Yeah, that's it great. It was like a very little amount, apparently. Oh, okay. All right. How do you feel? Do you feel like... Fraud. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't, I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... I think that it's... The, I think it's a good amount. Like, I think she really did a good... The doctor yeah. is a dermatologist that I see yeah. her. Yeah. And she did a really good job because I can, like it doesn't feel weird or anything and I can still move my forehead. Yeah. But the real intense, like frowny face that I was like kind of constantly always making. Yeah. Um, I can't do the like deep frown now I can frown still, <laughs> but I can't go like super deep. And I feel like it's made me like weirdly and this is going to sound crazy. It's, I feel like it's made me in a better mood. I was just, I thought that you were going to say that because I've often wondered that. I've never gotten Botox. I've gotten fillers, but I've never gotten Botox. You've never had fucking Botox on your forehead? Mm Mm-mm. What are you talking about? How? I don't know. I don't know. Wait, in between your eyebrows. Casey, stop it. No, I never have. I swear. I would tell you. I mean, why would I cop to fillers and not Botox? You know, I have have gotten fillers. I've gotten fillers under my eyes. I haven't had it in like five years. So but um, it looks a lot better. Like my eyes look a lot better when I get fillers under there. And also I have like a deep line on the side of my Uh mouth, uh but only on the left side because I see see. that like crooked face. So I got that. I got fillers one time and one side of that to make it even with the other side. But um, I've never gotten Botox, but I've often been curious because like I'm a big jaw clencher mm-hmm. and like that's where I hold my tension yeah. by like clenching things and by like making faces. And so I wondered if I wasn't able to clench or make the faces, would I just give up with being tense? you know, and then like feel better and feel in a better mood because I wasn't like feeding my anxiety or. So I think, is that what's happening with you? You can't make, you can't make the face. So you're just like, well, might as well just not be tense. Yes. I love it. Can I get Botox in my whole body? That's what I'm saying. But that's actually what I'm saying. I don't care if I can't even like like, a small amount. Like in my shoulders or something? Like, can I do that? And then I, like, even if I can only pick up, like, not heavy things, I would be psyched about that. Like, to get a little Botox in my shoulders. I want to do my neck. I want to, like, do a little Botox in my neck. This all sounds great. I don't know if that's possible, but it sounds great. Well, it looks great. But honey, we're in. I (laughs) I would have never guessed, so. Um... 
Well, should we let's talk to Michelle? Yeah, let's talk to BFF Michelle Williams. Michelle. Element. I've got my boxes of Element ready to go to work. I'm going to keep the electrolytes at work because I need to keep those electrolytes up. Also, interesting side note, I was feeling real weird last week after the week before I'd had the stomach thing. And then I just took my element and I immediately felt better because electrolytes are very important to your body. Um, whether it's like replenishing them after you've had a few glasses, half bottle of wine, or you've worked out or you're running around or you had a slight stomach infection. Um, but element is an electrolyte drink mix that has everything you need, nothing you don't, lots of salt, no sugar. It has a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, 60 milligrams magnesium, no junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. And you can use it if you're doing keto, low-carb, paleo, whatever. Electrolytes are important for hundreds of functions in your body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, fluid balance. If you're feeling bloated, get those electrolytes pumping. I'm PMSing right now and I'm going to do it today. I love it. And elements used by everyone from like the NBA, NFL, NHL players, athletes, Navy SEALs to just like me and Casey. (laughs) Right now, Element is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any order. It's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors, or you can share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash best. This deal is only available through our link. You must go to drinklmnt.com slash best. And it's totally risk-free, guys. So if you don't like it, you can just give it to someone. And then Element's going to give you your money back. No questions asked. So you kind of have nothing to lose except your headache. Hiya. Hiya. Guys, you've heard the story before, but in case you fast forwarded through and this is the first time you're hearing it, let me tell you a little story. Let me take you on a journey. Back when I was a new mom, many, 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 many moons ago, I thought that, of course, I needed to fill in the common gaps in my child's diet so that Birdie would have full body nourishment. And so I bought some ridiculous, basically candy at the store. And every morning on the way to preschool would give Birdie this gummy junk that I thought was good for Bird. And then, and then Birdie had 13 cavities in her tiny, tiny little four-and-a-half-year-old mouth, guys. And it was traumatic for me. And then, honestly, can I tell you, for many years, I was like, no vitamins, no vitamins in the house, none. We're not doing it. And then Haya came along, and they... We're like, can we send you? Can you try it? I was like, we can try it. Fine. But I'm not promising anything. And then we got the, these bottles. They send you the bottles. Uh, and you get eco-friendly refills every month, which you know we love. 
And it's a pediatrician approved, super powered, chewable vitamin that has zero sugar, zero gummy junk, but it tastes good. I've tasted it because I, of course, had to eat it before my children would try. Um, and it does the thing you need it to do. It's formulated with the help of nutritional experts. Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables, supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamins D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. It is non-GMO. It is vegan. It is dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, free of everything else you can imagine. And also, you can take it. It's designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door so parents and humans just have one less thing to worry about. Guys, it has changed the game for me, and I'm not concerned about <laughs> going to the dentist anymore with my kids and being shamed. Um, anyway, we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim the deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com busy. This deal is not available on their regular website, so go to HayaHealth.com dot com slash busy and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Thank you, Haya. Okay, guys, we promised it was going to happen someday. Fresh off of her sixth, fifth, her fifth no, because I, because I said on my Instagram, the sixth, sixth is the charm. That's the one I'm gonna be at. We're getting me a ticket. We're getting me a ticket, even if I have to be a seat filler, Michelle. <laughs> if time, if time, if I have to be a fucking seat filler, I will. Um, fifth award season situation for the Fablemans, and you have a new movie with Kelly Reichert. Out in limited, I don't know anything. I mean, we don't do research here, you know. We just talk yeah. to people. But like, it's, you can watch it on demand, but then it's in select theaters too. And wait, what's it called again? Still Standing? It's Showing Up. Showing Up. But Still Standing also could be Showing Up. <gasps> and she showed up for us today. It's BFF, Michelle. Finally, you're at last. I know. Thank you it's so much for long. being here. Especially since you're juggling... One maybe still sick child. Well, here's something I'd like to talk about today. Homeopathy. Yes. Uh, what's happening? Yeah, but, and also, are they molars or something? Because he's, we're almost, yep. wait, when's his birthday? It's so soon. Yeah, so, so soon. Um, he's going to turn three. Uh, yeah, he was coming down with something just like really like flared up when he woke up from a nap. Super hot. Sweaty, red ears, no appetite, very cuddly. And I gave her a homeopathic remedy. And the bounce back has been strong. Nice. So I know, I know. I'm like really all about homeopathy now. I think it's probably <laughs> more effective in children because they are so, their systems are so pure. And I don't know. Yeah, they're like, women. they're like cats. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> They're like cats? Yeah, it's like, you know, when you bring your cat to the vet, the vet would always tell me, like, cats aren't that complicated, you know, mm. to to do medicine on. So maybe that's what kids are like, too. Maybe. So. 
That's amazing. Well, good. I'm glad he's like turned the corner. Yeah. And maybe he's not going to get sick. And it feels like nobody else has gotten it so far. So uh, thank the sweet Lord. Spring here in New York and we won't be plagued with constant <laughs> viruses. And also just, I can't even imagine having... I know my friends in LA are like losing their minds right now because it's been raining literally nonstop the whole winter. Um, I do, I have found these last few years in New York to be really startling with your kids in the winter, in the dark days of winter. Like, what are you supposed to do with them? There are only so many sticker books. You know what I mean? Like, there's only so much you can do. Yeah, it's it's the tough thing about city living. Um, but then you get to the spring and the summer and then you sort of forget about the winter. And then by the time you're really deep back in the winter, you're like, well, it's, I guess it'll be over in a few months. And then, then the cycles continue. But I do, I really love, I love living in seasons. Theoretically, this is what I tell myself, um, because it helps you understand the passing of time. I agree. And it uh, it doesn't feel like one long, endless summer and that you're going to live forever. Um, in fact, I like to actually think of my remaining years on the planet as how many summers <laughs> do I have left? Stop. I know. <laughs> I do. Michelle's in like a... I, I actually talked on the podcast a couple of weeks ago about the thing you said, like we've got 10 good years left. And I feel like you are... I don't know if it's like having a new baby because you have a newborn as well. Um, in case you guys didn't know, Michelle's got children of all ages. <laughs> I really do. Late teens. Ask to me a br- question. To brand I new. Probably have been through it. Um, yeah. But, I like I was just, you're in like a, you're in a zone right now where you're really like contemplating the end of life. <laughs> like the future, like not in like, and not, not in that way, but just like. I feel like you're very reflective right now. I am. I am thinking about how to optimize my experience with very small children when I am no longer very young myself. Um, and I, I think also it's like to go back to this idea of seasonal living. When you finally get to those warm months, you're so relieved and grateful and the way that time unfolds feels so incredibly special. And so I think about these summers as like, how many of them do I get? How many more of them do I get? Do I get like 30 more or 40 more or, and so how do I want to spend that very special time in, in our lives? And think that also probably being like I'm 42 and and I had was I 42 when I had my last baby yeah I was 42 when I had my last baby so you had just turned babe I just turned 42 (laughs) I just turned 42 um it's crazy though like we were children when you had Matilda children (laughs) we were 20 you were 24 is that right Five when I had her, 24 when I got you were, pregnant. Well, you were pregnant. Yeah, 25 when you had her. And now here we are and you have these tiny babies and it's just like a wholly different 
experience yeah. in so many ways. Well, you also feel the acceleration, you know, your life actually does speed up because you have fewer years left to live. So <laughs> it feels... I love you so much. It, feel, it feels like things just are happening. It's like an onslaught, you know, like you, when you have multiple children and you work and you live in a, you know, really busy city, it feels like an absolute onslaught. And so what I'm thinking about is how do I slow my life down and make sure that the time that I spend is the exact quality of time that I want to spend because I know that it's finite. And so I'm... And But can I just ask you a question? Because you are such a fucking good mom and so engaged with your kids, even when I know... I mean, how do you... Because I know how exhausted you are (laughs) and I know how much you work and how much your husband works. And I think that all of the things that you're saying are all the things that all of us are like, yes, I want to be engaged and present and really like loving these moments. And so frequently I'm like, can my fucking kids just leave me alone for two seconds? And like, I just, what do you think the secret is to like resetting yourself when you're like, can my fucking kids just leave me alone for two seconds? Not that you ever think that. I'm just talking about myself. Well, I mean, for me, I think that uh, we've talked about this, but I think like a really big obstacle to spending quality time with not just your children, but like with your friends, with your partner, with anybody is our cell phones. Mm. You think it's just like, you put it down. Oh, I really struggle with it. And, you know, I don't have social. I just text an email. I don't have any of the fun stuff. I know. But, but you and I have talked about that, like, the thing with the texting, people texting you versus people emailing you and people expecting, like, responses immediately and then getting, like, upset or not upset, but just, like, salty if they don't get them. Yeah. I never get salty when people don't text me back for no, no, a you don't period of time. Um, and neither do I. I feel like, great, they're probably living their life. How wonderful for them. <laughs> but I think that I think that I can tell myself, oh, I'm going to stay on top of my emails and text messages. So whenever I have, you know, a free five minutes, I'm engaged in some kind of correspondence in an effort to stay on top of things. But I haven't read a novel in a long time. So I'm like, why don't I fill the cracks with a book or something that really feeds me instead of this relentless communication that we've all somehow subscribed to? So my husband doesn't have a smartphone. And Okay, wait, can we just, can we talk about this for two seconds? She has Michelle, what what does he order? When you guys let's say we go out to dinner and he what? needs to get uh, a car a car home. He wants to order an Uber home. What comes out of his bag? Pulls an iPad out of a, his bag. A full sized iPad comes iPad. out. Mm-hmm. A full sized iPad comes out. I've even seen him take calls on it. <gasps> in, But I'll tell you what, he really loves it because he treats it like, you know, it's like a, he treats it like it's a computer and it's attached to a desk. Like it's a, 
It's like a workplace. It's not a lifestyle. And I wonder though, would it be easier maybe if we got Tommy also like a flip phone? I don't so know. So that we could just call the new, him. The new light phone has come out and it has a maps app. So I'm like, oh, maybe I could do that. That would be cool. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have any answers. I just am thoughtful about how to make the quality of time during the day the kind that I want and not just the kind that just sort of seems to like it's happening at you or to you. Do you feel like the perspective of having Matilda, who's 17, I'm going to cry. I don't know why I'm going to cry. Almost 18 years old, almost fucking 18 this year. Yeah, 18 this year. And who's going to be going to college soon and like is about to literally leave the house. Like, do you feel like that experience having that child along with these little people is part of why you're so able to like drop into that? Well, I think, you know, I think you know how this time, like my kids are so young that they don't attend school. So the quality of time that you get with them is well, Hart so does his little program. He does his little program. Yeah, he, he does his little program. Two hours for twos. Yeah. Um, he does it up program, but you know, you never, once they hit school, they spend more time in school than they do with you. Like they're, they become yeah. like very busy little, little people. So this, like very, this time when they're home, um, is you just realize how fast it is when you're already on the other, when you're way on the other side with a, you know, nearly adult person, you realize like there's a relentlessness that happens once kids go to school. You're kind of like on this schedule and you're, you're, come on, let's get those shoes on. Let's get that thing on. Let's get in the car. Let's not be late. And then you pick them up and they've got things that they learn after school. And then it's time for dinner. And you're just like, you're kind of, I think feels like it gets really rushed. And so I'm just thinking about how to slow things down. Yeah. Yeah. You're good at slowing things down. I don't feel like I am, which is why I'm thinking about it so much. You are though. You are. It doesn't surprise me you're feeling this way, Michelle. Like the world has shown us that life is finite. Like we all knew that because of experiences in our life. But the past few years, we've been shown it over and over every day. And we also all got a little pause. And and we saw that we didn't fall apart, you know, like But why can't we, I wish we could really do that every year. Like go on a go on a retreat. <laughs> two months. Like yeah. two months, like literally whatever. The two months of summer are just like it's like a national shutdown. 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 Shut <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, I just saw the thing. I just saw this headline in the New York Times, like that they just the whoever, whoever announced the UN announced that we're dangerously close to the tipping point for global warming. And remember how, because during the lockdown, there was no air travel. There was like no pollution people weren't in cars, blah, 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 blah. And like how much better everything got. So imagine if we just like committed two months every year, companies would have to build it in, right? Like, I don't know, guys, am I running for president? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I have to tell you something that I said to a friend who's currently trying to get pregnant. And she was like, I want you to talk about that on your podcast because she's like, it was really profound and um, sad and true. And I want to know both of your feelings about what I'm about to say because you are mothers. But she was sort of lamenting what she's going through right now in terms of feeling like her partner isn't sort of she's the one that's doing it, like going through it. And so she doesn't feel like her partner, she feels like alone. And she was like trying to explain in all these ways. And then she's like, I guess basically I just kind of feel alone. And I said, well, my love, welcome to motherhood. This is the first, this is your first lesson. Like I find motherhood to be at times like the most, the loneliest I've ever been in my life. No. Thoughts, feelings, reframing, perhaps? I mean, my experience now is so different than my experience of raising Matilda. By the way, you were actually mostly alone. alone. Yeah. Truly alone. Um, So, like, I have had that experience but i'm in such a different my life is so different right now and like my husband is the first one up in the morning and yeah um so i don't i actually to be like really honest like feel like i have like i have a partnership now where i'm like wow i really have to like if we want to like I have to like keep up with this person. Like I'm, I, I, you know, he just has so much energy for our family and like so much to give. Um, that it it's actually really very kind of like raises, raises my game. That's mm. so nice. That but, still, really nice. but still, but still, you don't. But still, you don't feel like sometimes <laughs> you're just like so fucking lonely and you're in the pit of your core when you're doing some thing for your kids. Well, I was going to say this thing that I had read that like, if you want to have, if you want equality in your relationship, both people have to want it because otherwise it will just fall to the woman to just do more. It's just yeah. how, how it's happened. And we haven't like evolved past that. Um, and my husband wants it. So he works for it. So I don't, I'm not left with that. The pit. <sighs> In the case of your friend, not to do that thing where, because we only know the information that we know, it might be that he's like being quiet because he doesn't want to make her feel any more pressure or any, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? He might not know what to say. And, but that was my experience with Mark as a new parent. Right, right. Was that he was like, once the notes were given, he was able to show up right. in a like a huge way for our kids. Right. The ship just sailed for me. You right. know what I mean? Right. And like he does, he makes me step up my parenting game in so many ways. We do, right. we do different things for our kids. That's right. For sure. But like, I just remember, and maybe it's also, maybe it's also being a young parent. You feel that? Cause yeah. you and I, I, I mean, I was like a young mom 
And I really felt isolated and alone. Yeah. I think so. Maybe being a young mom, maybe being a first time mom. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my experience is so different now. Like at 42, like you're. Michelle, are you, you know, trying to get me to have a baby? <laughs> Why can't I have a baby with you? Do you want to have one more with me? I mean, I did just make out with a guy last night from a dating app. So <laughs> anything is possible. And he's anything young. He's going to want children. <laughs> I'll, but I'm going to let him know today, right? That if he does want kids, we should get on it because right. I'm, yeah. but yeah, I'm 43. Like so we, we, the yeah. clock is ticking, sir. Like we got to get into, we got to start discussing Dude, these things your today. Can you, can, you, can you text him? Now? I'm just going to text him right now. Guys. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to reach out to him right now and I'm going to let him know. You're a good friend. <laughs> What if he wrote back and he was like, okay, I'll be there in an in. hour. Yeah. I'm in. And I'm like, well, I'm not ovulating until the full moon, babe. So why don't we plan it for then? Oh, um, I think also a problem with what we were just talking about is that women are expected to instinctually know everything, like the right thing to think and the right thing to do. And men really aren't. They have to be given yep. notes. But it's like, I needed notes too. I didn't, I was young too. I didn't know what the hell yeah. I was doing, you know? And so I was really lucky too, Michelle. Like my husband, I always say, did more than half, more than half. Um, because he just felt like I went through a rough birth with my older and son that- and, and he just was like, um, let me take care of this because you've been carrying just a lot carry of this. the baby and yeah. deliver the baby. Yeah, my husband is going like, like, no, no, I got it. He's like, no, like you just did something that I'm unable to do. And like, I feel like I'm in your debt for. Right, right. And then it just became a habit. Like by the time I was like fully <laughs> recovered and I was like, I'm not going to speak up. I'm like the kid hoping the teacher doesn't remember to give us homework. I was like, mm, if he's doing it, I'm going to let that him do it. That is hilarious. That is so funny. You're like, mm, I set up the pattern and I'm just going to let keep but working that's- <laughs> I mean, that also, but that also happened to me when we were doing our talk show, Casey, because because we were doing the talk show, Mark ended up having to do the morning routine exclusively with the kids. Yeah. And now, even though we're supposed to be splitting the time in the morning routines, it's mostly just him doing it. That's fine. That's great for some like, I'll kids. wake up, I'll wake up and like see the kids before school. Sometimes I'll do Birdie's hair. Because you know what you're doing? You're you're <laughs> raising two kids now who will go on to have relationships and not automatically expect it to be one way or the other. Mm, and so that's how we that's how we potentially make change is just, you know, we can say we want one thing or the other all we want, but you're actually doing it, even if it was kind of by accident. I also brought up with my friend um, the great thing that um, Mark Duplass said on Busy Tonight, Michelle, which was, you know, I would do this thing where anytime there was a man on the show that was also a parent, I would be like, how do you balance it all? How do you do it all? And most of the time the dudes like didn't get it and would answer the question like, well, I just really, you know, I got to make time for them. And I'm like, okay, right, whatever. Um, But Mark Duplass, whose wife Katie is a dear friend of mine as well, you know, um, was like, you know, I got to tell you something when before we had kids, Katie and I had a conversation about how we were going to do like one for me, one for her, and we were going to take turns and it just didn't end up that way. Just didn't work out that way. And like, so I'm able to do all of these things because she has been willing 
to take on more than I have. And I, and I, and I feel like the time's coming soon. They're getting a little bit older and I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm going to be able to like return the favor to her a little bit more, but it's just not even, and it's not equal. Well, I think that's the other, you know, truth is that it's not the same all the time. Like it is. Right. Especially parents, you have to, um, be, you know, flexible for the, all right, right, right now I'm doing more, you know, in the home and you're doing more out in the world, but like ultimately, and you have to, it's a, it's an ongoing conversation. My husband, I have all the time, like, can I work right now? Or do you need to work right now? Like, what, how are you feeling about it? Um, but also, you know, the work does feed the family. Like it's. And with a business like ours, sometimes you're like, this is the time that the work is taking place. Yeah. And so that's the, that's the deal. Yeah, it's a funny job because it just kind of comes up at the last minute and you have to be prepared to um, jump into something and like have a partner who can be super flexible about about the, what that means for the family. I was going to say flexibility is so important. It's so important to teach your kids, I think. And it's so hard sometimes to teach certain kids to be flexible. But then the other key is like, I guess, making sure that one person's not being flexible all the time, you know, because sometimes right, right. flexibility can can be inadvertently or advertently taken advantage of. But flexible kids are like a real bonus, too. Oh, I don't have those. Really. <laughs> I mean, I have I, like crickets fairly flexible, but the bird, not so much. <laughs> we we didn't always have flexible kids either. Um, not naturally flexible, but keeping at it over time, like a little bit by a little bit, like it's a lot better than I ever pictured it would have been. Now that they're adults, like they are able to sort of roll with things in a way that I never could have pictured when they were kids. Wait, let's talk about the awards. Let's talk about it. How was this uh, award season for you, Michelle? I missed you. I know, I really missed you too. I got such FOMO, it was so weird. Like I was like, sad I wasn't there with you. Sure, I missed you so much. I was thinking of all the things I could be leaning over and whispering to you. (laughs) (laughs) And did Tommy do that? Did he lean over and whisper funny, snarky things? Well, he packed a couple bars, just Mm -hmm. like you do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And he let me put some extra makeup in his pockets. Great, great. I know I was going to say he doesn't have a purse. So (laughs) that feels like a... Tuxedo pockets, though. Okay, that's but, good. You know They're how deep. We always like help each other in and out of our dresses when we have to go to the bathroom. Yes, really missed you in the stall. Who did that <laughs> for you? How did you do it? You yeah, looked gorgeous. I got all tangled and. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle and I heard a crazy story once about an actress. I believe it was. I'm just going to say it. I think it was Jennifer Aniston who had a dress that was so tight on one year that her husband had to hold a cup under her dress so she could pee into it. Do you remember this, Michelle? Um, I don't remember. You You pee into a cup? Could I pee into a cup? Yeah. I've done it so many times for the doctor. (laughs) Yeah. But like in a public environment, like when you're... Well, I don't think they were... I think they went into a bathroom stall. But I think that there was like 
Maybe am I making this up? Was this from my dream? I don't Did remember, I dream this? Well, remember it. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, can you please get back to us if you peed in a cup? You know what? We got to book her on the pod. That's the only way we're going to get to the bottom of this. We'll have to book her and we'll ask her the question. At Watch What Happens Live, Lady Gaga peed into a wastebasket in the conference room. But I think it was just because she didn't want to, like, walk to the bathroom. How did she do, like, get in a, oh, like a small wastebasket. Yeah, like an office wastebasket. Yeah. (laughs) She climbed up on a chair. Like, like parkour and then... (laughs) But, um, I mean, I, listen, uh, whoever did p- pee into a cup, good for them because I get nervous at the doctor's office that it's not – I that's like – I feel And like you're on a, a toilet. Yeah. I feel like and that's you, a, hard, yeah. a hard skill even at the doctor's office. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I actually don't. I think it's easy. Maybe there's some – maybe my urethra is shaped differently. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't know. Um, what? So, what are you doing? Are you still? You're still doing press for showing up. Doing press for showing up comes out April seventh. Worst movie in fifteen years with wow. Kelly Reichert. Ta- let's talk about that because I love Kelly so much, and her movies are so beautiful. And they, and your relationship working together is really, really incredible and beautiful and a rarity. It's like basically like me and Tina Fey. It's. <laughs> I'm kidding. You guys are like the glamorous version. We are the, no, no, not glamorous. You're the glamorous version. (laughs) Um, You know what's so super cool about it is the first movie that we made together, Wendy and Lucy, was a crew of 13 people. Mm -hmm. And never did either of us expect that it would become beloved were you nominated for an oscar for wendy and lucy no but you independent spirit award yeah and it's you know if you if you take an interest in independent cinema wendy and lucy wendy and lucy made the new york times like i can't i can't remember if it was like films of the year of no of like a, a a quarter century Oh my God. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, yeah. So if you, you guys, if you haven't seen Wendy and Lucy, can we, can we watch it on streaming? I'm going to look it up. <laughs> it's so, it's so heartbreaking and beautiful and sort of strange and just wonderful. This, like, you know, very small thing that was made with so much love and for so much love has, has had an incredibly long life and has facilitated um, our continuing to work together and ha- and really cemented Kelly's place, not just in American independent cinema, but internationally. She's treated like a superhero in France. It's they have they had a day dedicated to her at the Cannes Film Festival. They gave her an award that the year before they gave to Martin Scorsese. People walk out of her screenings with tears in their eyes because they are how she works, what she's thinking about moves them so deeply. So um, that that movie brought all of this about for us is well, just miraculous. You know, it's, it's so hard for these movies to catch on um, and to find a home and, 
And Wendy and Lucy kind of started it all for us. It's really sweet. And I came to visit you while you were filming it. And I was like, your commitment. It looked so dirty. You were so dirty. You really <laughs> were not showering. I really was not. I hadn't, didn't wash my hair for the entire. And your fingernails were dirty. I was dirty. You were or... dirty. And it was like. She told me not to take a shower. And I know I... You, you did it. Right. I will not take a shower. Um, <laughs> it was Portland summer and we would go swimming in the river so I was touching water just <laughs> so so and picking blueberries oh what a dream it was a dream it was really beautiful and it does feel kind of magical and sort of I don't know I also want to say that was a time pre-phone yeah it was that's right 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 but when you look back and you think oh wow what a magical quality of time like, we were not connected in the way that we are. Well, let me ask you this about being we're on sets. Available. Like, on The Fablemans, like, when you work on a movie like The Fablemans, do people have cell phones around? I mean, like, you, it feels like a dirty habit. It feels like you're, like, looking at porn. You're just like, okay, I'm just going to permit myself a glimpse of this. Like, it feels like something you don't want other people to see because I think that it's, it feels like your attention isn't where it should be. Right. And I think... Um, you know, when you're working on, like working on that movie was so special. Nobody wanted to miss a moment, but so like, there's no, nobody was on the scroll while you've got Steven and Tony who are available to have real life conversations with. So, and I also think, uh, you know, being at work is a place where you can allow yourself to unplug from the responsibilities of modern life. You can let yourself just be at work, like be in one place at a time and give it all of your energy and not dissipate it with kind of catching up. Yeah. Or just, or wasting time. Sometimes it's not even catching up. It's just like useless. Yeah. yeah. It's a good boundary, I think. It is a good boundary. Have. My phone battery, like, you know how your phone battery health, like, goes down over time? My battery is so sick right now that my phone <laughs> needs to be plugged in almost all the time. And it's a life changer to have to leave it in my room. And, like, I have to make an effort to go look at it for a couple minutes. Yeah. And that's really healthy is if you have to, if you can put boundaries around it and have to do exactly what you said, make an effort. Like... I have friends who don't let themselves look at their phones until, say, you know, 9 a.m. or something so that they ha at least have three hours in the morning before it the phone kind of takes over. Right. Or I families who, like, everybody has to put their phone in a thing when you walk to the door at 5. Okay, wait. I have to tell you this. So we went to the pediatric neurologist, you know, Her. and she said to me, the number one thing you can all do is at 8 p.m., you all put your phones in the kitchen charging and you leave them for the night and you don't look at them again. And I'm like, okay, um, <laughs> this is going to be some, I don't know about that. 
that. Uh, but she was like, it's like really fucked with every, it's fucked with melatonin, like natural production of melatonin. It's like messing with all of us in so many ways that big and ways big and small. And she's like, it's the number one thing you can do. So you're I'm here. offering it, but I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. I am all about that. I, <laughs> I'm so happy to hear a doctor say that. I feel like we've all just given our kids, we've all somehow been brainwashed into thinking we have to give our children phones when they turn eight and that we all hate it and bemoan it yet somehow subscribe to it. I just, you have a kid, you have a teenager who's not, who's not super connected to the phone. I have to say. Thank you. She didn't get her phone until like much after everybody in her entire class. I try to give where I can give because there's a few things that I take hard lines about and I feel really strongly about and the phone was one of them. And um, she just knew it was like a line that couldn't be crossed. And so she didn't ask for it. She she gave up. And um, you broke her spirit her- is what you did. <laughs> you broke. You I broke remember my child. I remember being a kid in Montana and I remember my imagination. I remember the expansiveness. I remember the freedom. I remember how long the days were. I remember playing. And it's the time when my life has gotten really sticky. Um, It's those childhood memories that I lean back into when I want to remember what it is to be human and alive. And I've wanted very much to give that to my children. And, um, And I because I also want them to give it to their children. I don't, there's, I don't want childhoods to be something that collapse under the weight of um, technological advancement. So uh, my daughter didn't get her phone until, actually she got it when COVID started because I thought, oh, you're actually going to really need this. Right. Um, And she did. She was like, COVID starting. She has a brand new baby sibling. She got a phone. She got a phone. I think it seems fair. I think it seems fair. We, we have to let you go because you have to do more press, but um, don't we? Don't Can we I come to... back? Well, I mean, we could talk to you for the next three hours. But we, <laughs> I, we talk about, you know, the, you know, the pivot thing, right, Michelle? Yes. That, yeah. So like we, you know, we talk, we talk to people about pivots. Um, guys, he said he's not ready for a baby. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't. I didn't text him. Next, next guy. Oh, next match. <laughs> now it's awkward. You guys, yeah. I hate it so much. I hate this so much. Ugh. ugh. You did. You had to date with a little kid. Oh my God, Michelle. It is not for the faint of heart. But I also like. I don't believe in like. I wanted. I've ever really wanted my entire life since I was. I know. I know what you're about to say. I just wanted a family and like a home that was mine and safe and peaceful and like full of people who treated each other well. I just, Mm. I wanted that my whole life. I used to like draw pictures of it when I was a kid and like draw like where the furniture would go and like where the people would sit. And and so um, I wasn't going to give up on it. And um, took me a while, but 
here I am. Like I'm, I'm like living in the house that I drew when I was a kid. And oh my god, that's so sweet. Yeah, but it wasn't. (laughs) No, honey, I was there. I was there. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm just like I don't want anybody to like miss out on the, you know, the the moral of the story, which is suffer, suffer, suffer. No. But you have to, but you have to be willing, but you have to really understand have to like, yes. yourself up and try again, try again, uh-huh. try again. <laughs> it sounds like you were just incredibly self-aware about what you wanted and were willing to go through and be like, no, that one's not for me. That one's not for me. That one didn't work out, but I'm so happy for you because that was, that's all I ever wanted to was like a, a peaceful house and a family. All I wanted, and I and I and I believed in its existence. Yeah, even if I didn't like necessarily see it around me, I believed that it was out there, and I and and I think it's sort of holding on to that that thing that you feel beyond um, intellectual uh, understanding. That thing that just feels sort of inherent in you to somehow be able to hold that while circumstances are telling you otherwise, but um, to kind of like keep a candle lit in the dark for yourself. Yeah. And to, you know, to get back up every single time and also maintain a kind of like optimism. I mean, I love this term that they use now, the bounce back. Like I just, that didn't exist when I was bouncing back, but I really, I love it. <laughs> um, I want to have a strong bounce. Yes, <laughs> me too. You do have strong bounce, Michelle. You've always had strong bounce. Very. I I don't know. I don't know why exactly, but I don't know. How do you get bounce? How do you get strong bounce? I don't know. I think that you're. I think from what I've seen with you, I think that the element of hope has always been your bounce. That just like the thread of a hope that. It's going to be better, different. Somehow it's going to get better. Somehow it's going to get better. And it's and it does, though. It has and it does. And it also it has to. Like, things right. can't stay stuck. Like, the nature of the, of the universe is built on change. And so if you can, like, apply that to your own life, like, it just, it can't stay like this forever. It's, it's like, it's mathematically impossible. So if I just kind of hang in there... I wanted to make a calendar. Remember when we had the calendar when we were growing up and they were all so cute and calendars were really big, like calendars. Yeah, yes. I'm not our phones. I wanted to make a calendar that was a 365-day-a-year calendar that was that each day was a cat on a tree that said, just hang in there. <laughs> I pulled just... it off every day and, it, and every day was the same because that's what my life felt like for so <laughs> long. I was like, oh, <laughs> Um, oh god yeah. 
you and it might feel like that again at some it moment. Might feel like that again. I know how scary is that. I know. I know. It, it almost definitely. It will. almost definitely will. Right. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Casey, fucking take us there. No, That's but right. I mean, you're. It's it, true. Joan Rivers once told me because obviously, like, she suffered terrible, unexpected loss, and she was a woman in this business in a time that was even harder than when we've been women in this business. I remember she said, I'm like a bouncing ball and I'm so lucky. I've been up, I've been down. But every time you're down, you know, because you've been up before what it feels like and you know that it's coming again. So I think it's about like being the kind of person that can hang on until you're up again. She put it in a way that made it sound like she really loved like the up and down, you know what I mean? Like she was able to enjoy the up and down, like it was a carnival ride or something, which I don't know if I'll ever get there. But I do know that when I'm down, I'm like an, an up is coming again. But also when you're up, you know, you're going to have a low moment again. I also think that pain is an incredible teacher. And yes. it does sharpen your sensibilities and your understanding of yourself and people around you. So there is, there's a lot to be learned there. It's really hard to tolerate the feeling state, but yeah, you know, happiness is a little dumb. <laughs> happiness is like <laughs> great. It's great no. when you can have the moment, but like, well, but it I doesn't do like sharpen your knives. It like, doesn't. Hey, right. No, or, right. or yeah. Or, illuminate the things that like you actually need to pay attention to which has been really interesting for me to realize in the last whatever two months two months few months what you said about pain being a teacher I think goes back to what you've been saying about phones because I think we use them like pacifiers we pick them up when we just don't want to feel the thing that we're feeling in that moment, whether it's boredom or sadness or loneliness or discomfort. And so we're not allowing ourselves to be taught by any of those feelings. Your amazing childhood with imagination, that came from probably, I'm guessing, based on my own childhood, a good amount of boredom, you know? What time? <laughs> yeah. But it's staring out the car window. Yeah. 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 Um, Everybody, let's get light phones. What are light what are light phones? What are light phones? What are we? It's a phone phone that doesn't have um, the internet, so you can text. Okay, I'll do it. Voice memo. You don't have to give up your other phone. No, but you like you keep your other phone off, and then you're like, oh, I need to get an Uber now, or I need to do whatever. You know, entangle. Do you have a light a light phone already? You know what? I don't because the <laughs> last time, so it just got an upgrade where now it has maps because I find that that's that's the number one thing you need. Not live without maps. Well, right, we can't be carrying around Thomas guides again. <laughs> that would yeah, be insane. Yet somehow we did, and somehow we fucking did. I literally, like, it's crazy. Um, okay, wait. So we could ask about a pivot. Or also, you could just tell me good gossip from the Oscars. That <laughs> <laughs> your choice, dealer's your, choice. Your choice. Gossip only happens when you're there. Ugh. Um, was it scary when Liz Banks almost tripped on stage? Oh yeah, that was scary. Yeah, yeah 
I was, I was very bounce back though. Like, damn. she really did it. And she, she laughed. It looked like it was a dance move. Yeah. I know. She was like, well, but it was like well, a fashionation of the, yeah, fabulousness. <laughs> um, I feel like you've had so many pivots in your life and career, but is there a job from earlier days? Is there a job from any days, recent times, that didn't work out that you were really like, that was the one, and then, and then something else shows up, whatever? I don't know, but I, I do, I think about, I, I read a New Yorker article um, and it talked about how, when I think about pivoting now, I think about, because when you're younger, I don't even know if it feels like pivoting. Like it, you just kind of feel like you're figuring stuff out. But when you've, you, when you've become a sort of settled, I don't know, middle-agey person, I read this New Yorker article that said that a few times in your life, you have to make decisions not based on who you've been, but on who you want to become. Because if you keep making sort of old decisions, you'll never really change and you're cutting yourself off from some radical transformative growth. And I thought that was just the best piece of advice I'd ever read. They said a few times in your life because you want consistency and you want you want to accumulate knowledge. Well, but inconsistency is its yeah. own kind of pattern, right? For some right. people. But I thought, well, like a few times in your life, like... You have to jump. Basically, it's saying like, like jump up. And what, what do you think those have been for you? I mean, I think you just like that you have to do something that you feel like is better than anyone that you don't think you deserve or that you don't think that you would be good enough for or because like, you know we've been talking so much about habit and how how quickly we form habits like how quickly. You know, if you, I always say with kids too, like do it once, do it forever. Like don't let them brush their teeth one night. Guess what you're going to be doing for the next, you know? And I think like we're all creatures of habit. And so too, so we sort of become stale in a way. And that if you can, that you need to take a few opportunities to break that cycle and like radically cleave from the thing that feels comfortable. Totally. Um, to shake up your life. Doesn't it make you want to like take a road trip with me or something? Well, a hundred percent. I always want to take a road trip with you. Or, like take your kids and like move, like live in a foreign oh, country. Right? Take your kids and move to New York city. Or that. <laughs> hey, you did it. You did you it. Did I did it. do it. You did it. And I've been, Really moving through that for the last. <laughs> but now you know a lot more about yourself, don't you? Holy shit, don't I? And my kids and the world and yeah. other people that are in my life that I didn't know those things about them until I moved to a different place. And then now I know. Yeah. Like what people are capable of and what relationships pe like people want to have with me on what levels, because right. I think I had built such a huge life in Los Angeles for 24 years or something like that. And it's interesting to me which friends I've gotten like closer to and which ones I've sort of just like, well, I don't know, yeah. haven't really 
we've fallen apart a little bit, you know? It's interesting. I do wish I had more friends here in this city, though. Yesterday was a day when I really, like, I knew that you had family in town and uh, Hart wasn't feeling well. And you felt the loneliness of motherhood yesterday. Yeah. You're, that, yeah. With, no, with no kids. <laughs> with my kids on spring break with my ex-husband and, and like, just getting news I'm about sorry. my friend. I know, but it was okay. There's always, there's always a seat at the table for you in the chaos over here. No, no, no. I knew that, but oh, like Hart, I knew Hart wasn't feeling well and I knew that you had Tommy's family in town. And so I just was like, and my thing is sad. And so I just like, I'm not gonna. Well, come on over, put the mic down, get on the train. The door is open. Why don't Listen, you already have your own key? I walked around, it was fucking cold. And another friend of mine from Arizona called me Chrissy Chrissy yeah Chrissy called me and we talked on the phone for like an hour and a half and I was like why didn't you just fly here this morning and hang out with me she's like I don't know (laughs) but it was really nice and then I got to make out with that guy so so you know what so it all worked out making new friends it all worked out I'm making new friends sounds like sounds like you leaned into like the boredom and the loneliness and like what happened yeah, I was long, deep, meaningful conversation and long, deep, bad, meaningful kiss. <laughs> um, now I do have to go pick up Hart from his cheese program. <laughs> <laughs> and how's the baby? How's our baby? She's the best. She's Aww. so sweet. He's such a sweet baby. Oh, God. They say the third kid can go either way, but I think he's going to be really sweet because he's hey. really sweet. It's so sweet. We call it watching baby TV. Like you just can't take your eyes off them. <laughs> oh, he's just so sweet. But this one, you can come cuddle him. I would love to. All right, go do the rest of your press. I Michelle, you. thank you so much for making time for us so early in the morning. Oh my God, thank you for making time early in the morning. And I'll be back. Oh, Once you- I get some new material and like read a book <laughs> or see a show and have something to talk about. Bitch, you and I still need to go celebrate our 40th birthdays. We're supposed to go. (laughs) Remember we were supposed to do something. Let's do it. When I'm done with, um, this TV show. Really feeling my age. (laughs) I mean, we celebrate it in like a cryotherapy tank. Yes. Like a hundred percent. That would sound delightful. (laughs) I'm in. Um, Okay. All right. I love you. Okay, bye. I'm, I'll be bye. back. I'll be back. Okay. Okay, okay, bye. Thank bye. you. Bye. 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 Uh, I love best. I love Michelle. In case you didn't know. <laughs> She's so gentle. The, the the gentlest little lamb. Yeah. And you know, I was thinking about it when she was talking about like how she's been, you know, wanting to prioritize like being with her family. And I was like, probably because (laughs) she's so lovely. And then like she made really lovely children. And then it's probably like really pleasant. I would probably want to spend so much time with her lovely family as well. I don't blame her for wanting to like, she has a point. Yeah, she has a really good point. <laughs> she has a really good point. But also, that being said, I was also thinking, I bet there's so many people listening to this that are like, oh, it's my goal to spend less time with my family because I, I mean, have that was kind of what I was like trying to a say. headache. 
But that that's when I realized, oh, because we have different kinds of families and that totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. Yeah. We're all doing what what is imperative to us to do, you know? We're all doing it. We're all trying anyway. Anyway. And what are we trying? <laughs> Guys, we're trying our best. What are you doing your best at this week? I mean, I could guess. Making out? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my God, you guys, that's so embarrassing. Um, no, like, honestly, honestly, honestly. It's like what Michelle says. It's like, isn't that Aaliyah? If the Thursday don't succeed, <laughs> pick yourself up and try again. You can pick them up and try again, try again. Okay, hold on. First, <laughs> wait, we got it for now. We have to look it up. Have you done the Google thing where you just hum it into no, Google? No, no. How do you do that? Wait, 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 wait. How do I do that? Where do I go? Google? Just Google, Google hum. You have to get an app? Ugh. Why is it just exhausting? Oh, Jesus Christ. Tap the microphone in the Google app. I don't have the Google app. Then hit search a song. Okay, now we've done it. Um, search a song. Okay, okay. Here we go. Oh, wait. Wait, now it just says, heyday personalized facials, heyday skincare. <laughs> what? <laughs> stop it, stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. This is so stupid. <laughs> this is so dumb. This is not working for me. This is so stupid. Open the latest version. Oh my God. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, God. What is Shazam? Isn't Shazam a thing? But Shazam has to be the actual song. The where it Google, does? Yes. At Google, you can just hum the song, and it should be able to... <laughs> dust yourself up and try again. You can dust it up and try again. Try again. Yeah, they can't do it. I couldn't find it. No result. Guys, I think I did a great job singing that song. <laughs> <laughs> it is Aaliyah. I was able to Google in the, in the time <laughs> that we were trying to hum it into Google. <laughs> we could have gotten it so much sooner, too. I think Google probably just likes hearing you sing that in, in there. Like, Eat the first you don't succeed. <laughs> dust yourself up and try again. You can dust it and try again. Try again. That's all I know. Oh, my gosh. Well, that was ah. fun anyway. I have successfully found a song from humming it into Google. So I know it does work at times. All right, all right, all right. But it might not be, it might not be perfect. Might you not know? be, might not be. Wait, Casey. Yeah. What are you doing your best at? I feel like I didn't really have a super big plan for like going into this week, but it's just been one of those weeks where like people are reaching out for things like just to get back in touch or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so that is normally the kind of thing that would 
I would be so grateful and so relieved by it that like not everybody in the world forgot about me. Um, that, but then I would also like get stressed out and be like, Oh, everyone's calling me now. And I don't have time to like talk to everyone. And I really haven't felt that way. Um, this time. So that's good. I think that's like good emotional self-regulation progress. Yeah. It's kind of progress. I'm sure it's the mushies talking. Listen, I'm sure I give them credit for a lot, but they deserve a lot of credit, you know? Oh, wait a minute. I don't know. I don't. Someone that I know was also taking the mushrooms, microdosing yes. the mushrooms. Yes. Yes. And then they were like, oh, um, my mushrooms are gone and you still have yours. But that person just assumed that you took two mushrooms. And <laughs> they were taking two pills a day. Yeah. Wait, they just assumed it? Yeah, I guess because, like, you just think of, like, you know, you take two Advils, you take two Tylenols, you take two mushrooms. No, you wouldn't think that. You wouldn't think that. I'm sorry, I, you just wouldn't. <laughs> you just would look into it a little bit deeper. I don't know. But anyway, this friend um, made me LOL just thinking about how they've been going around, like, just tripping balls a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> when they meant to be... You know, just micro dosing. They were just plain dosing. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I love it for him. I love it for him. I love it for all of us. I love it for all of us. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I just think like I am a lot less anxious than I have ever been in my life, which is weird because my life is a lot more. Um, there's a lot more unknown about my life at this yeah. time than than there has been. And so I'm proud of myself for just not like freaking out all the time because it's it's such a waste of time and it's so mm-hmm. unpleasant and it's so unfun and I just I'm over it. I'm over freaking out. I I admire that. I feel like it for me. I mean, it's like everything in life. It's just, it ebbs and flows. Like this yeah. past week. Yeah. This past week has been such, I mean, it's been a roller coaster. Like an yeah. actual literal yeah. roller coaster. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that is what life is. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we just have to hope that there are going to be the moments where we get a break. For sure. And also, well, this is a conversation that Matt and I have a lot, too, about, like, like gauging your reaction to things. Like, sometimes we're, like, you know, we – there have been times in our life when, like, one of us is just as upset over, like, dropping a pencil as we would be, like, crashing the car. You know what I mean? And those two things aren't the same. They're not the same level. So I'm, I'm I guess I'm saying, like, it's not like – I would never freak out about something. Some things are justifiably uh, worth, you know, having like a level of emotion about. But I guess it's just like I also tended to like freak out and obsess over like really minor things. Like what if I can't talk to three people on the phone in one day? I mean, that's ridiculous. That's not like, so what if you can't? You know what I mean? Like, what's going to happen? So 
that's more manageable to me now. And that's great because like, that's not a good feeling. And then I also will have like, hopefully like a better capacity for handling things that do require like a level of emotion. You mm-hmm. know, I'll, I'll be like ready and okay to handle bigger things when they come up, but you've had a lot of big things going on. So it doesn't surprise me that you feel like you're on a roller coaster, you know? Yeah. For me, and maybe this is useful to you too, like all of us are going to be on a roller coaster at some point. That's why I don't need to act like I'm on a roller coaster when I'm just walking down the sidewalk. You know what I mean? Fucking say it louder (laughs) for the people in the back, Casey. Say it louder. We're all going to be on a roller coaster at some time. Yes. But that's why we don't need to act like we're on a roller coaster when we're just walking down the sidewalk. Just walking down the damn street. <laughs> You're not on a roller coaster. Take it down. <laughs> that's it. And, then on, and on that note, guys, I just want to say thanks for the support. <laughs> we love you. We love you, and we'll talk to you very soon. So soon. So soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye.